That's right. New intro song. I like it. We're going to let this play a little bit. This is right down your alley, and um, I'll add some context in a second. Long intro, I think, here. <laughs> I like it. Did you watch the Luke Cage show on Netflix? Uh, Thomas did. I did not. So it had all this music in there. It was, it just made the show like that black, completely Harlem vibe. It sounds like a song I would like rob a bank to and then like this would be my the song that would be playing when I'm driving away from police. Is that weird? No, not at all. I like it. That's uh, that's a man by the name of Curtis Harding, and it's called On and On. You're right. That is up my alley. It uh, it played at the conclusion of Falcon and the Winter Soldier on. Oh, it did. On Friday night, and I said, that is going in the rotation. I got my phone open real fast. I shazammed <laughs> it and put it aside. You haven't watched a moment of the series, right? I watched the first episode for a couple of minutes, and that's literally about it. You didn't like it or just busy? Uh, just busy and then just prioritized other things. I, it did not like pull me in right away, kind of like WandaVision, where like WandaVision was a little slow. Um, so that may be part of it. I believe everybody and like how good it was. So I know once I get into it, I'm going to love it, but I just haven't, haven't taken the time. Quick synopsis, no spoilers. Um, unless you don't know anything about the series, but, um, the ending, the plot was all kind of like rushed together and concluded, but that's fine. Like this thing was about, here we go. Spoiler. This was about Sam getting the shield. And mm-hmm. the series accomplished that. In fact, the after like the, the first scene, um, I'm like, okay, I'm good. This is good. We can end right here. I, <laughs> I, I got what I needed. So I was very pleased with the show. So is the, has that been the plan all along that like Chris Evans' um, Captain America character is going to be retired and Sam... Uh, Wilson is his name? Yeah, because in the comics, um, Bucky is Captain America for a little... I forget. So there is a okay. mega popular storyline. It Actually, the, the 16 movie did it. Civil War in mm-hmm. 2006. And it was like dozens of comics. And Cat... Spoiler! Um, so Sharon Carter is on some, under kind of, some kind of spell. She's the, mm-hmm. the blonde in the show... Uh, she kills Captain America, mm-hmm. and then it's Bucky kind of taking it on, but eventually, for the most part, it's Sam as Captain America. Um, so this show is all about getting to that. Interesting. There'll be a there'll be a Captain America and the and the Winter Soldier movie. There's there was news of development of a of another Chris Evans project. So this will all go go on and on. So sure. Okay. Well, I know, like, I know I have it in my back pocket to look forward to whenever, like, there, maybe there's going to be a gloomy two days of rain and I can just sit down and, like, just 
watch it. I still have some time off that I have to use in the next like 30 days. So. All right. Before uh, we dive into everything for today, let's keep it nerdy. Um, it just wasn't in the cards for us to make it to Mortal oh, Kombat. No. Jo- <laughs> jo- I called uh, I called Josh at 3.30. I was like, oh, did I call Josh? I called one of you and I was like, I, I, I just can't. I'm not going to be able to. I, my mood is blah. I can't do this. Yeah, it was me. Um, and then I called Josh. He was disappointed. He still watched it. And you watched it as well? Yeah, so I actually, I didn't get to watch it until last night. So it was Sunday night, obviously, because I was not well. Um, so <clears throat> Thomas watched it Saturday night. And then our plans went even more chaotic. So it was like, once we realized you weren't going, Josh wasn't going. I was already not feeling well that entire day, but I was going to tough it out so I could like see this movie with my friends. Um, and... But I was coughing and we were joking like they're going to kill you in the movie theater. They're either going to think you have COVID or tell on you and get us make us leave because you keep coughing. So um, then when you canceled, which I, I, I felt I felt a little bit of that, especially when we said we were going Saturday. I said, ooh, Saturdays are not his days. So like Saturdays are like secured unless you're having like a once in a lifetime party. Saturdays are secured for you and you only. So anyway, um once you decided you weren't going, we said, okay, well, I felt bad because my brother and his wife wanted to go, but they had the kids. So Thomas said, let's go to your brother's house. He has a 70 inch TV. Let's go to your brother's house and we'll watch it at his house when the kids go to sleep. And I said, all right, fine. So we got there a little early. My nephews blessed their hearts. One of them shit his pants. The other one was running around naked. Like that was our night. And then I took Benadryl, but I took their Benadryl because Michelle said it was non-drowsy. It was not non-drowsy. It was fucking drowsy. And so I was dying. And I'm like, you guys, I have to go home. So then Thomas and I came home. I tried to watch it. It was like 10 at 10 p.m. at that point. I tried to watch it. I couldn't get past like the first 30 minutes. So I just went to bed. Josh said he liked it. And um, anybody that is being critical of the movie for its plot is, right. uh, is an idiotic. Gen, yeah. Gen Z person. No, but not even 25 years ago did anybody go to Mortal Kombat for the plot. So, whatever. I'll watch it tonight. So, sorry about that. And I tried. I really tried. Like, I was. <laughs> I was. Did. I did. It's like, so when I when I go to bed, I don't know. It's it's 50 50. No, it's like 40 60. I have a good night's sleep. I was too. I was too liberal the other day when amanda sleeps over it's 30 70 i have a good night's sleep oh and it's just bad fortune it's none of her doing maybe it's a little of her doing um but she got she slept over friday night she came over from after uh, having dinner with a friend she's like can i come over i'm like yeah but i need one show and then i'll pay some attention to you <laughs> she was tired and she went to bed early anyway but that's sat- so Saturday I woke up. What did I do? Um, ran a couple of errands. Went over to see uh, Bethany and Maddie. And oh. Maddie, Maddie doesn't like Bethany at all. Really? Not one bit. Oh. Uh, she loves Josh. And I was productive. I grabbed some utensils from them, some yard stuff. I mm-hmm. I trimmed branches on my property. Mm-hmm. Um, no one got hurt. I, I cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. And then I just couldn't find much to do. And like the as the minutes ticked off, I got more and more blah. So my apologies. That's okay. I mean, I tend to, like, I've, I've just picked up that <clears throat> Saturdays 
aren't necessarily your thing. That's cool because like, ironically, I, Fridays are not necessarily my thing. My other group of friends and I like laugh about this all the time because my one friend, Brad, he loves to go out on Fridays. And I'm like, listen, I have worked all week. <laughs> I've worked all day. I am not going anywhere. Like it's not happening. So Fridays are a lot harder for me and also for Thomas because we can never get him off of work on time to really do anything on those days. But, you know, I'm the opposite. Um, and, it, and it has I com- and I'm completely understanding of what you're going through. I'm the opposite in the sense that like when inertia takes hold for good uh-huh. and bad, that's me. Like Friday, like as long as I can just keep <coughs> going, I'm mm-hmm. good. But Saturday when at like 12 o'clock rolls around, I'm like, I have nothing to do. Yeah. Like, how am I going to make it till six? And I can't nap. And it was just, it was, it was a wreck. I know these are the problems to have in life. <laughs> I know. I, I just, yeah, it, I'm the opposite. So on Saturday, if I know I have a plan that night, I can get up for the day, clean the house, maybe go shopping, find something to wear for said plans, take a nap. And there you go. Um, there are some things to talk about, but first um, I, uh, you, you know, my, um, my HOA president tipped me off the condo next to me will be listed soon. <laughs> I saw that. And all I said to her was, he's going to make a lot of money. And I knew this day would come where I would have neighbors. And like when I'm watching any kind of movie for that matter, like I crank up the system uh, that Bethany shamed me into getting, although I'm very pleased that I have it now. <coughs> you got a system? Uh, like the, the subwoofer and the sound bar and all that stuff. I did too. Yeah, and it was I love like 150 mine. bucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad she, she bullied me into it. I'm, but the volume will have to hit a threshold at some point when I get a neighbor. So I'm looking at it this way. I would like to be able to pick my neighbor. Sure. Even though I'm going to have very little influence on that because like the situation you're in. I mean, yeah. whoever is going to meet the price. And I'm going to guess, I can't wait to see what it's listed for. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it's going to be listed at 120 uh, probably, or maybe 127. Yeah, somewhere in the 120s. I'll go with that. I could see that. But yeah, I, and that'll be, it'll be interesting to see. You're right. It'll be interesting to see who moves in. I saw that you posted it. Was there anybody who was interested in it? No, no. But I, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, mm-hmm. When whoever moves in, I'm going to be like, I paid 78. <laughs> That's, I mean... That's the only thing that's making me feel a little bit better, although we did view a house this weekend. That's the only thing that's making me feel a little bit better about this, Our like, I feel like unfortunate circumstances. Like, if I were to buy a house right now in this market, it may not be valued the same way if when I'm ready to sell it, like, yeah. seven, eight, ten years from now, and I may lose out on a lot of money. So yeah, we, we, that talk, I haven't, we did the math in that. I don't think you I don't think you'll lose money. You just won't make as much as most people hope when they buy a house. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, you know, it's what I guess I don't know enough about, um, you know, if I buy a house for 180 and then I'm ready to sell it 10 years from now and it's worth 150, like what happens to that 30 grand? Like, how does that work? <laughs> you know what I mean? If I haven't paid that much into it yet like how does that work it's like being upside down on in in a vehicle um where you owe money you you owe more than it's worth but i don't think that's going to happen even in this housing market unless you pay something ludicrous over um what's involved and then there's bank stuff involved Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. like the bank will the bank value evaluates it 
So, um, how was your how was your showing? Where was it on Saturday? It was um, off of Angola, um, past Chrissy, so um, like in the Holland area. It was not good. <laughs> the house the house itself was nice. I'm not going to judge anyone, but it like it's just it's a challenge especially knowing like doing the work that I do and then looking into moving into the community and where I want to move. The house was situated in the LMHA neighborhood essentially. So it was like there was a row of houses like right in the middle of LMHA territory, which is section eight housing. Um, It's always a conundrum of mine. Why, you know, section eight housing and low income housing is so unattractive, like physically, you know what I mean? It, I, I will never really understand that, but I know that there's struggles that um, the low-income families go through. I get it. Um, I'm trying to be polite about it. But there was, ju- there was just, like, we went into the home. The home itself was nice. It was beautiful. Um, but there was just the property value, everything around you was just not. And then there was, like, activity outside. Like, we were literally touring the house. And it looked like there was a trap house across the street with like cars coming and going. Mm-hmm. There was a guy like in his, um, in his pickup truck, like literally staring into the house the entire time, like watching us and what we were doing, like smoking his black and mild, just staring. We walk out of the house, staring at us like Thomas's radar. Cause we know Thomas used to do security. So in the hood. So his radar was just so high. He couldn't even really walk around because he was so focused on why this guy is literally parked just staring at us with like the meanest mug on his face like you know what I mean um and he wasn't related to the house at all it was the house across the street so um it just wasn't it wasn't a good fit for us at all which is unfortunate because the house itself was great everything we would have wanted minus a basement but the neighborhood was not yeah and goal is like Hit and miss, but mostly miss. Mostly so. miss. And it was it was in an ideal location. It was in what we call USDA territory. So I also got approved for a USDA loan. So um, the U.S. Department of Agriculture will give you loans incentivizing people to buy land further out. Like so out of the city limits, but not like far enough to where you can't. Re- you know what I mean? Like ex- where I live is USDA territory now. And where that was, was USDA territory. The incentive to get a USDA loan is you don't have to pay a down payment and your closing costs um, can be worked into your loan. So it would have been ideal for us because all of that money we saved could go towards moving and a wedding. Um, But it's, you know, it just wasn't, I'm like, no, this isn't happening at all. Um, Can I have your experience about, uh, whatever you call it, the BMV, the driver's license place. Yeah. What about it? You got any, got any thoughts or feelings about the place? Cause everybody, whenever I hear someone talk about it, they always have a horrific experience and I have two to share. I, I spent my part of my morning there. Um, I do not go unless I have to get like a new license. I am in love with renewing my tags online now. So I did it last year and I did it this year. I have to check the mail though to make sure they came in actually because I haven't, I've been driving around with what looks like expired tags, although they're valid in the system. Um, I love doing it online. I don't mind going in person. I just like, 
it, I don't know. I haven't had an issue with it. It's more the people, I guess. My mom always has something to complain about it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not the highest quality or caliber of human being. At least the I go to the one on Heather Downs, like most people. Uh, Amanda's like, you know, there are other ones. I'm like, I know, but they're out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, my only criticism was, inside... It smelled like a pack of Marlboros, like the cigarette. Really? Like, you know how if you leave, you as you would go visit a house and people smoked in it for years, it smelled like that. I wonder if, um, I mean, one one person can really like bring in a scent that sticks around for a while, but also like if the majority of the staff maybe smoke cigarettes and they go out for cigarette breaks, like it's still on their clothes. So eventually, the entire place is gonna smell like cigarettes. Yeah, it had that smell. So I went four years ago. I still had my PA license, and it was no problem at all to mm. get to get a new one. I was in and out of there. I mean, I don't recall a bad experience at all. Um, so while I throw away my Sundays, I try to be productive on Monday. So I've been mm-hmm. like up and going since four thirty this morning. And before I needed to come over to work, I had I had a hole in my schedule. I needed to get a new license before my birthday in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't have any recent pieces of mail, like utility bills, cable, electric. So I have a stash of important documents and I just grabbed a handful of things, got my birth certificate and social security and just packed them in an envelope. And, um, it was about a half an hour mm-hmm. and it was pretty cordial and, and, and quick and people were mostly courteous. There was a, a an air traffic controller lady at the front desk who repeated the same phrase like 30 times, but good for her, and she had a smile about her. I got something called a compliant license, which I I guess that means I can fly without using a passport, even domestically. Ooh, I don't have one of those. And uh, I think, so I guess because it's, when I did this before, they gave me my license day of. I guess, well, now I'm, I'm getting it mailed to me, and I glanced, I reluctantly took a glance at the picture they took. Uh, One of the reasons I don't want to get rid of my license is it's a good picture. Yeah. Like, I don't look like a criminal. Um, <laughs> so I think this picture worked out okay, but I'll get it in a couple of days. And it was not a terrible experience. So when people go in there and complain about it, it's awful. I'm sure Thomas, has Thomas ever told you about the Secretary of State in Michigan? Yeah. So I, I am familiar with the Secretary of State in Michigan. I've gone with it. Oh, sorry. The dogs are having a, a, a time with their bones. Um, I have gone with him a couple times, and it's shitty. You, the times I've done it, I know that you you need to like at least take half a day off. Yeah, and yeah. There was the hack a long time ago of go at four fifty eight. If you're in the building, they have to hang on to you. Like it's just a, it's a lot of snarling and anger and like, why am I alive? Kind of feelings in there. So in Cleveland, um, and and I guess it's different. Her county or or maybe the entire state of Ohio was like this at one point. But in Cleveland, when you're going to renew every few years, you ha- your car has to get checked. So you have to do not only do you have to like renew your tags and like update your license and et cetera for whatever your expiration date is. Your car has to get a um, oh, God, I'm forgetting. I feel like I've been gone so long. I'm forgetting what it's called. But your car has to go to this building and go through like a check to make sure that it's like suitable to drive on the roads. And if it doesn't pass, your tags don't get renewed. Like, so it goes to this like check and 
you're almost like <clears throat> it's like you're watch, watching it go through a car wash but it's um it's like driving somebody you know puts it on this track you get out of the car and then you watch it and it's like it's essentially like on this track where it the track will make it go up to a certain speed to see how it drives and what like i think what emissions it gives off or something like that sure yeah and it starts like this blowing of wind it's really strange it's quick but it's like it was a requirement and when i came here i was like don't we have to get our cars checked they're like no <laughs> no my my dad was equally stunned when he found out in michigan you don't have to get your car inspected because in mm-hmm. pennsylvania you have to get your car inspected. Not mm-hmm. that, not that kind of inspection. Like you have to take it to a dealer, and you get oh, wow. a, you get a second sticker for an annual inspection. It's kind oh, of wow. like a, it's like if you have a new car, it's kind of like a cash grab. But you, yeah, you know it. Um, here, when I did this thing four years or so ago, I knew that there was some level of inspection. So uh, the woman was like, "Yeah, we need to inspect your car." I'm like, "Well, where do I take it?" She's like, "Come outside with me." She literally walked around the car and she's like, looks good. Yeah. And I was like, that's the inspection? She's like, yeah. Okay, lady. Not a problem. I I think it's called an e-check or something like that. I remember exactly where I used to go to get mine when I lived home, you know, back before I moved from home. Um, And like how often you had to do it. It wasn't every year, but it was like every other year. And it was, it was pretty interesting. So, um, yeah, I found it fascinating that you, and I was grateful because my car was shit by the time I was moved here to Toledo. So I was glad that we didn't have to do that. But yeah, I enjoy um, doing my DMV services, BMV, whatever it's called, online. Find it completely easier. I will get my compliant license. I don't have one right now, but I didn't have, I don't know where my birth certificate is. I probably should, but I just don't. And I have not seen my social security card since I was like 16. But my passport covers any important documents I need. So I just didn't have it at the time that I had to get my new license last year, I think it was, or the year before that. Sunny, come on with this bone. Go over there. The dogs are out and they just are having a time with their bones. So you could probably hear it in the background. No, no, they're they're being very, very nice today. Oh, come good. Let them lick what they want. Hold on a second. I got to do two traffic reports, okay? All right. All right, you there? Yep. So uh, we'll get to the Oscars, and I don't have much of anything at all, but um, a couple of local things to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend of me, and uh, she, you remember, remember Angela that went with us to Haunted Hydro last year? Were you there with us that night, the blonde girl? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So her best friend is uh, Mara, or Mara, whatever. Um. She uh, she owns all of Rudy's hot dogs. Oh, interesting. And at the Alexis location, she has a custom-made Funko, I believe, of her dad. And oddly enough, a Philadelphia Flyers jersey is what the, car- the her dad, I-, I think it's her dad, <coughs> is wearing. Mm-hmm. Some motherfucker stole it. Ooh. So I don't know if it's been found, oh. but... Um, People just being jerks. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. That's um, awful. So I'm going to try to help if I can. Um, already, I think it got, it might have gotten like 500 shares. I, I'm not sure. But um, I'm sure if, I'll help if somebody else can't. There's there's a, a lot of places I think you can get custom Funkos. So, and everybody loves Rudy's. What's um, a Funko? 
Uh, the the Funko Pops, the little miniature things with the big heads. Oh, I didn't know that's what they were called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Josh here, my Josh, collects them. Doesn't um, Floyd collect them? I think so, some of them. Yeah. So I hope she gets that back. Some other restaurant things real fast. I saw that um, Carlos of Poco Loco and Casino yes. de Carlos, uh-huh. um, he closed Poco Loco and Que Pasa. Uh, today, because he got all his employees vaccinated mm-hmm. and he gave them the day off today in case there was any need to recover or whatever. But one, lovely gesture. Two, um, great leadership. And I'm sure he, like many other places, all other places, is uh, is struggling to keep to keep staff on and the hours open. But um, I'm sure there are worse places to work than places like that. And I know we've been saying this for like a year and we should be good at it like being graceful, being being empathetic, and, you know, patience falls within those. And this morning, being up early, on Mondays, I, I, I don't go to Panera. I go to Tim Hortons because they open at 5. Mm-hmm. Today, at 5, they were not open. They were not open at 7 minutes after 5. So I didn't, and they had a sign saying they'd be closing at noon. Now, whether that was from the day before or whatever. Oh, wow. Clearly, they weren't open at the time I was there. So I did not stomp, curse, throw anything I simply left and went to the gym and then came back for my coffee so I would ask others um, to have a positive attitudes when it comes to whatever modest inconvenience they deal with at any kind of restaurant or retail while places undergo this because they're they're shortening their hours and they should so that they can be around for the long run sure and I think that I mean I know I'm guilty of this I'm sure from time to time, but it's like we, as soon as we have an inconvenience in our day, it's like the whole world revolves around us and everybody has to know it. And, you know, all of these things we went, my mom and I were out this weekend and we went to, um, Jimmy John's by our house, which is at the, like the plaza at the intersection of Wales and Oregon. And they were closed. And there was like a sign out that said, we are a family owned franchise. Like, so they're like, a family owns that location of Jimmy John's <clears throat> and it said that they were closed. It didn't say, but it didn't say anything about why they were closed. There wasn't a sign saying we couldn't get people to work. Nobody wants to work. It was just, you know, we will be closed. It didn't really say anything about ours. And it just said, we're a small business family owned franchise. And that, and that was essentially it. And they had just opened essentially like I want to say within the last year and a half or two years. So, um, it, you know, it's just, it's interesting how that goes. I love the Casino de Carlos family. Uh, a friend of mine, her husband is like co-owner of those locations. So, um, they're, they're good people. And I know that the staff there are super sweet and they're really popular and they deserve all of the credit for what they do. So good for them. Good for them for letting their staff, um, you know, take that step to get themselves safer and healthier because um, they're busy all the time, all the time. Yeah, it's uh, and again, it's important to remind ourselves, mm-hmm. like me, not getting coffee today. Like, so what am I going to do at five o'clock in the morning? Basically, all I can do is get gas station coffee. I don't think mm-hmm. the Starbucks are open yet. And you know what? I had obviously slept a lot, so I'm like, let me get my ass to the gym. You know, again, for most of the things that we complain about at these places, they are. Modest inconveniences. I saw someone had a bit of a rant. It's as nice as a rant was going to be. Came across my Facebook page, uh, my feed on on Saturday. Something happened at local time, and 
whatever, whatever W that is, White House or Waterville. Um, and it was it was pretty patient and calm, but there was a little bit of I'm never coming back here, and you know they didn't get an explanation for what's going on. You know, with what's going on with all the restaurants right now, you're not you're not going to get an explanation, and it might be a crummy time. But I hope that this doesn't keep people from going back to places that they they really really enjoy because we can see it now we see it more and more day by day week by week there's a lot of places struggling and um some of these places might not know what to do like they want to serve the community but somebody's got to tell them there's no one here tuesdays at four o'clock just close at noon i mean i'm there's some places where i'm used to that so i love pita pit the pita pit downtown is hit or miss if that's open or not is it closed now? Period. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been there in so long that I. <laughs> that could be true. Um, but I mean, just some places have to adjust like that and you, you get used to it over time. Um, one of my favorite places, Rose Thai, they have always only opened for a couple of hours for lunch. Then they close for a couple of hours and then they open back up for a couple of hours for dinner. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's just, it's known. I've adjusted to that schedule for them whenever I want food for them. So if it's like three o'clock, I know I'm not getting anything. You know, I'm like, mm, we have to wait. We're going to have to do it for dinner. What's Petey growling at? Um, it's Sunny. Petey went near her while she was chewing on her bone. And Sunny's like, get the hell away from me. How dare she? Uh, I'll have to take that um, from her, though, because the piece is getting smaller and she likes to choke. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I'll give her another one. Um. This was uh, this perked me up today, and and there's barely any information about it. Only it, it just says fall 2021, but uh, it's somewhere downtown. I didn't look specifically. There's lots lots of places I guess it could be. I was just delighted to read it. It says Lucille's Jazz Lounge, fall 2021. Interesting. And we, yeah. we, you don't we don't know where it's going to be. I love. I'm glad a jazz lounge is coming. Yeah, uh, I don't know where specifically. But it's somewhere downtown, maybe Ford Industry Square. I don't want to pull it up now. I'm just happy that someplace like that will be downtown because I always complain about missing Degage. There's yeah. not enough. It's not even the music that I necessarily love. I certainly don't mind it by by any means. But just those kind of those kind of vibey places. I would love a place that I could go to and I could have like some, you know, small plate small plated, you know, like like a uh Poco Piatti style meal, like a small plate kind of meal and some wine and sit at a little bistro table and just listen to music and enjoy the environment. I miss that. That would be nice. And you can do that at Dirty Bird. Usually not my kind of music, though. I haven't been to Dirty Bird in ages. I suppose you can. I just haven't. But, you know, I would rather where people are there. Come on, guys. Come on. People are there for the music, not necessarily for the food. Is that is that the same at Dirty Bird? I feel like people go for the food, and there just so happens to be music. Uh, the food is fu- food is fine. It's, it's, it's good. Even I haven't been in a while either. But a lot of times during the summer, I would always hear there was music on the patio, and just yeah. wasn't my type of thing. And I think they used to do. That maybe they still do. They would do like jazz brunch Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was usually watching football or something else. But it's nice that a place will be completely this kind of vibe sometime in the fall, which before you know it, we'll actually be here. There was a um, there was one performance that I really did love at Dirty Bird, and I just so happened to stumble upon it. I can't tell you the band name. I haven't seen them really since. But they had like a Middle Eastern kind of vibe, and they brought in a belly dancer. And I thought that was the coolest shit I've ever seen. I'm good with that kind of music as well. It was so... I enjoyed every second of it. it I want to say it was 
rock the something or another, but they brought in a belly dancer that performed while they played and it was very cool. Um, did you watch the Oscars last night? I did not. And I, I saw it and I knew it was on. I chose to watch Mortal Kombat instead. <laughs> you probably made a good decision. Yeah. Um, I didn't see many or any of the movies that were... I, no, no Nomadland, although I did look up this Anthony Hopkins movie last week because it sounded interesting. Mm-hmm. But then I saw it was only on Hulu, and I, I do want to track it down, not because he won last night, because it seems like something I would like. Um, and I can't think of many of the other movies, but whatever. Um, my friend Justin, who loves these kind of things, he enjoyed the show, and he ran the Glass City Marathon yesterday, so... He had a delightful day. I was a little disappointed, and this is—it's like one of these words where it means different things to different people. Sure. And usually, the have you seen Lavar Burton today? Um, no, but I heard that he had some things to say about to Meghan McCain on the View. I didn't hear that, but was, oh. was he talking about consequence culture? Yeah, he was. Okay, yeah, he wanted to change again. It's all just semantics, verbal gymnastics. And it's kind of like last week and I was like, it's the age of accountability. What, whatever you want to call it. But again, sure. we can all use words differently. So LeVar Burton's thing was going a little bit um, from what I have saw the last morning or so. And mm-hmm. then I, I saw the story that said um, they moved Best Actor to the end of the of the, of the broadcast. Most, pe- most people think because it was going to be a final or one of the final Award, it would be a final prestigious goodbye to Chadwick Boseman. Oh, no. And then Anthony Hopkins won. Yeah. And I read the story that said this, and I, I you saw Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, right? I did. did you, and did you also see um, Judas and the Black Priest? I did. Okay. Did you like him? I did. Daniel Kaluuya, probably very worthy, right? Sure. Yeah. His performance was fantastic. He thanked his parents for making him, which really we should all be doing every day. <laughs> Unless you don't want to be here or didn't ever want to be here, then you probably have a lawsuit you can file. Um, was Chadwick Boseman worthy of best actor performance? And- um, I don't, I didn't see um, Anthony Hopkins. Uh, and you, like, listen, I'm not going to, I don't mean to be like terrible. And this is possibly, it could not be true. But Anthony Hopkins may be on his way out the door. Like, he's in his late 80s, isn't let's he? Let's hope not. He's You know what I mean? He's so, like, let's not forget that. Like, he could retire at any minute or he could, like, fall ill at any minute. So, I, like, it could have also been, like, symbolic for Anthony Hopkins to win. I, like, Chadwick Boseman's performance on Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was very good. I came out of the film... Um, more moved by him than I was by Viola Davis. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. Like you would think that the story was about Viola Davis's character, but you really left like really feeling the performance of Chadwick Boseman. I don't, I wouldn't say that it was like Oscar worthy though. So that's what I um, thought. No, I, I mean, it was, it was a really good performance. I, I wouldn't, if Viola Davis wasn't, nom- was she nominated? I don't know. If she wasn't nominated, I, you know, Chadwick Boseman, I don't, you know, and but then again, like I, I would have hated that he got the nomination just because he died. Right. I I remember us talking about the movie, um, like last fall, a little bit, and definitely the beginning of this year. And I don't remember you raving about the performance by any means. Like when I read that he did not win, I was thinking very quickly, like I hope this isn't a thing, because I remember you 
Saying you enjoyed the movie, but it wasn't it wasn't you weren't raving about his performance by any stretch of the imagination. And you bring up a good point about Anthony Hopkins. My uh, again, I'm not making this a thing. I just, it was a shoulder shrug when I read the story, and it said that Anthony Hopkins paid tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Did you watch his video? I did. I mean, he just said he didn't <laughs> really. He just said that I paid tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I was like, okay, we all have a different definition of doing that. He did, he just said, you know, I want to honor Chadwick Boseman. Gone too soon, and that was it. Like, <laughs> that was it. That was it. And I I, I just. excuse me I have I mean I know that like the theme of this Oscars was diversity you know me I tend to like like squint my eyes at that and give people the side eye when there's like so much diversity and I think that it's just a a side effect of feeling left out for so long um, that like once we're included I don't trust it you know what I mean I'm like was this like you know what I mean a true honoring of diversity and the fact that like other cultures can bring like top-notch award-worthy work or are you just saying you know what I mean are you just doing it to say you are being diverse this year like I can never I can never I, I never trust it and I know that that's not a good thing and I know that it's like well why, aren't you just happy like can't you just be happy and it's like nope now I don't even trust it in, in a much lighter way it's it's the same doubt that people still have after the Chauvin verdict last week. Yeah. Like, are we going to, are we going to stay on this and force accountability or was this just to wave the flag? Um, yeah. So I don't disagree with you. To me, it's always like, this is why, like I understand the very serious and complex concept of affirmative action, but mm-hmm. I am a person who only looks at merit. Yeah. Not all the other things, but I'm not in a position to make certain decisions or whatnot. But back to the Anthony Hopkins thing. Okay, yeah, sorry. For like one second, I was like, huh, that was kind of a dick. But then I go, did he ever know Chad? Like, maybe he didn't have it. And this is where cancel culture gets caught up with things. Like, maybe Anthony Hopkins doesn't know a damn thing about Chadwick Boseman. So the last thing you want to do is speak about something you don't know anything about. So just be courteous and British or Welsh and move on. So I think I wasn't that bothered by it. Like as we're talking about it, I feel like it was a very Anthony Hopkins thing to do. You know what I mean? For him to speak on something because he probably felt like he probably was moved by his death as well. Just even though he didn't know him, never worked with him, probably wasn't going to work with him, but he knew, he knew the, um, you know how much he meant, you know, Chadwick Boseman meant to other people and to the community. So I think that he felt it in his heart to say something. But like, it reminds me of just like an old man that was just, you know what I mean? That just like tossed in a couple words and then moved on. Not to be offensive or not to like snub anyone, but just because that was like, he didn't even put any thought into it, if that makes any sense. But again, maybe he didn't have any thoughts. Other yeah. than it's very sad that this man died. So, this very talented man died so young. Like, yeah. It's better than uh, being inauthentic and someone like, like when someone dies and the religious person has to speak about the person like they've known them their entire life. Yeah. 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 I thought it was a very authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it seems like last night was very snappy. Like they just move and it was all socially distanced. There was no Mm -hmm. host moving things along. 
and I'm very excited to see how awful the ratings were. Um, and that's to be expected because not a lot of people saw movies. The broadcast didn't have the bells and whistles. But at this point, like we talked about, what, maybe with the Grammys, like I'm ready for this shit to end of famous people giving each other awards. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I enjoy it. And I feel like I'm going to enjoy, I enjoy it for the fashion still. And I'm here for it when there's like a once, maybe a once in a lifetime win. Like I still get little chills when I, when Zendaya won, when um, uh, Jamal Jerome won for his role. And when they see us like those moving like stories that are like once in a lifetime for me. I watched the shows those seasons because I want to see them be honored. There wasn't any of that this year. Like, I don't I don't think there was anything this year that was just really groundbreaking for me. So I was like invested in it and wanted to see it through. Um, I watched Nomadland. I'm just convinced that if there's a movie that's out and it's incredibly boring and, you know, slow, but there's a good actor or actress in it, they're going to get nominated for something <laughs> like great for Frances McDermott. I actually do really like her. She's really fun. But what the fuck? <laughs> and it was, what do they call it? Uh, like, it was Oscar bait. It was Oscar yeah. nibble or kibble. Because she's right. already an award-winning actress. And the momentum behind Chloe Zhao, um, which I'm fascinated to see how this affects. You know, so she direct, she's uh, has produced the Marvel movie The Eternals. And, oh. like, nobody knows. The average person knows nothing about that, like, I don't even have any real hardcore knowledge about it, but it's an incredibly popular cast. So I'm curious to see what people, how people get excited or don't mm-hmm. or wait and see for that cast with Chloe Zhao at the helm. Um, I, and I think they said that like the budget for that movie was 40 times what it was for Nomadland, which you'd expect for a Marvel movie. And I think that will only be like her fourth movie. So I'm I'm interested to see like you could tell me that Bob Jones produced that movie. I'll be like, first night, I'm there. But with her behind it and her incredible movie making skills, I'm very excited. There's something about her that I just enjoy. Um in that I just from I, I, I don't know who she is. I only saw her for the first time when I was watching clips last night. She literally like put her hair in a braided ponytail, yes. put a dress on and fucking showed up. She looked like she was stoned. Like she didn't have a lick of makeup on her face, not a lick, not a lick, no brightening, brighten, brightening powder, nothing, nothing. And I, I enjoyed that. It was like refreshing to me. It was very nomad of her, actually. Like it, she fit the movie that she made. Um, I, I feel like I was like, ooh, that doesn't surprise me. Like at first when I heard, you know, that she won, I was, I was like, did she make like Minari or something? I know that that's probably racist to say. But, um, Stereotype, but <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> but um, when I saw that she had made Nomadland, I was like, hmm. But I will say, I do want to throw in, a friend of mine, Mark Wright, is in the film industry, and he was one of the producers for Judas and the Black Messiah. So congratulations to Mark and the team for winning, because that was really exciting. And he just wrapped a project with Jamie Foxx and Netflix, and um, he's doing some really cool stuff, and it's really it's really fun to see him do that. So, what's um, his name again? Mark Wright. Okay. Uh, he, I think he's like a. He wasn't like one of the major producers, but I think he is heading in that direction for a lot of his other work. Um, and he, I, rem, I still, Mark and I kind of grew up together in our younger twenties, and I remember when he left 
Ohio, Cleveland to go to film school in LA and then graduated film school, like got his master's and just fucking hit the ground running. So congratulations to him. Sit tight. I got to do a quick traffic. Uh, mm-hmm. don't, don't go anywhere. Okay. I was, uh, I was not, and I am not prepared to hear more of uh, famous people finding you attractive. So I'm glad that didn't go down that route. Oh, Jesus, no. Mark and I had such, like, we were such bitches towards each other. Like, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And the last story, like, there was, there was never any attraction other than potentially when we were, like, t- nine or ten years old. Like, literally, my brother just finds it fascinating to share the story. And I'm just like, bro, like, we were literally friends because, you know, from our teens until not even really now, I barely talk to him. Um, so I'm just like, cut it out. My, my brother just finds it really fascinating to be able to share the story. And he did it at the worst time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I, I am, if not, hold on. What do you want? What do you want? I'm on the air. It would sound like we're on the air. Yes. Thanks. Um, I am the galactic emperor. I am undefeated when it comes to typos. I have careless oh, typos. Jesus. I do not. I do not proofread. I, I'm a very good speller. For them, I'm probably a, a solid A minus when it comes to to grammar. Mm-hmm. But I can be very careless and too quick, and I don't proofread. Pro- proofreading is like I would rather take a swift kick to the nuts with a chainsaw. Mm. I just don't proofread. Never, just a um, and I'm I, so I'm never one to call some. I'm not really one. I don't have the cachet to call anybody out for um, any kind of grammatical error in most cases. Really, when, I would say the opposite. You for yourself? <clears throat> no, for you. Oh yeah, I am a word snob, <laughs> and I I think I am tactful and careful when I stick my nose in somebody's mistake. I can't let this one go. <laughs> Let me read you this tweet, and it's still up. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks to E. Beckstein, BGCS, and Crim's fifth graders for cheering on BGSU men's soccer and BGSU women's soccer. I, Ziggy Zumba. I couldn't have said it better myself. He might as well have just said y'all. Like, and and it, it wouldn't even have bothered me. It's on Twitter. But I, I understand, like, in his position of leadership. Who is he, Alex? Isn't he the president of BG Schools or the, the university? Pr- the president of the university. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, he could have done better. You're not wrong. Like, I get it. You're trying to speak like your students? I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, language is evolving and devolving and always changing. That, 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 like, I seen, like, that's, that's truly right in the ballpark of I seen, and I can't let that one go either. Maybe it's because he was also talking about something really casual, like, so he just felt like it was cool to just, you know what I mean, keep the lingo casual. I will say he was shouting out Krim, and that's the school Ann goes to and Michelle works at, so yay, Krim. Is that, is that like an, element, uh, an elementary or middle school? It's an elementary school. Yeah, Michelle's a Got fifth it. grade teacher and Andrew's in kindergarten. He graduates in the summer. You're going to cry. I am good. I'm not even invited. Apparently only two adults can come. 
And I said, is the graduation outside? They said, yeah. I said, I'm showing up. What are they going to do? Tell me to go home? (laughs) What? Stand behind the fence or something like that. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I'll just decorate my car and just honk it obnoxiously for my little Andrew. Um, Last thing, unless you have anything else we can get to. So this morning, when uh, I got home and was catching up on stories and stuff, it was like 9 o'clock, and I see you by a fireplace, and it says third shift. I'm like, huh. And it, it, I could figure it out. You were at work in the middle of the night. What are we allowed to talk about? What happened, even generally? I mean, it just—it's a—it's a challenge at the you know with some of our staffing. Obviously, we're short-staffed, but we're we're technically fully staffed. I consider a short staff though if we don't have um, people to rotate. Like what what is that term called? Substitutes. If I don't have substitutes that I can bring in off the bench, but even then. Like, you know, sometimes people just go through things like I try to be like a forgiving supervisor. But as the manager of the center, it's my responsibility to pick up the slack at times. And so it's not like it, it would not have been rare for somebody to like if they didn't show up for their shift or they called off within like 30 minutes to it beginning for me to like toss some clothes on and go in and get it done just because. You know, it's unlikely that the rest of the employees are going to be able to do the same thing. And if it, it's my it falls on me, that's my responsibility. So um, I wasn't that upset. I had, I, you know, I had, obviously I've been having trouble sleeping this weekend because I couldn't fucking breathe. So I wasn't like that bothered by it. I was having a hard time falling asleep even last night when I was feeling better. So I just kind of rolled out of bed and came in and just, you know, was there. And I didn't even get like, you know, this was midnight that I, I, I went in at midnight, not knowing that I was going to be going in at midnight. So I didn't like nap during the day. I had been up all day and I didn't even, you know, get tired until like 630, 630 a.m. Um, well, thank you for doing it. As uh, as you learn each and every day, it's it's all the buck stops with management. Exactly. It's It's actually really funny. And there was, you know, there would be conversations that I would have with some folks and they would be interested in my job if I were to move on. And then there are times where I, they're like, I don't think I want your job. And I'm like, no, because it stops with you. The sacrifice is made with you. And if you ask somebody else to sacrifice, like you have to understand how that's going to make you look and you're not willing to do the same thing. You know, I also feel like it's important that, you know, if I'm going to another employee and I'm saying, hey, can you cover? I know you don't normally work this shift or I know you don't normally do this. Can you cover? My ass better be prepared to do the same thing when I have to. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's just it's just the way of the game and it's not fun at all. Um, are you feeling better than you did over the weekend? Um, I am in that I can breathe like I feel like I have the full capacity of my lungs, if that makes any sense. It was actually really scary. In the hell out of Thomas, he was just like, God, like, okay, enough already. But it was like, I was just like sucking air. And if I panicked, it would have been over, if that makes any sense. Like, I just could not, I had to focus and try not to panic because if I started to panic, I would have been in the hospital. But um, I just couldn't breathe. And I said, you know, is this pneumonia? Like, I know that I was sick like over a week ago, but is this just like, delayed pneumonia or something like that but then I realized you know I had polished my nails and that's probably what it was I'm just having a reaction but it brought my cough back so now my cough is like here again and so now I sound nasally and like last night I had to take some 
um, ibuprofen because my sinuses, like I couldn't hear very well. My ears were clogged and I just sound stuffy again. So it was like I recovered and now I'm like regressing. That's what you get. Don't, don't, don't sniff glue. Don't sniff nail polish. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah. We just put you in a bubble. I just, and it's so funny, like your jokes of my like ability to get sick of over everything. Thomas has the same thing. He's like, I've never met a sicker person in my life. And I said, my mom, like one of my, one of my, not fond, but one of my really accurate childhood memories is my dad making fun of how sick my mom would always be. And he would just like, like make fun of her always having to blow her nose. And my mom had allergies. Like she had really bad allergies and asthma and she gets sick all the time. Um, and so we like, even I would kind of laugh and we would just like joke around with her. And here I am like 31 and I'm literally her twin, like <laughs> literally her twin. Don't laugh so, too hard. I don't want to I, I know. Cause lungs. Jesus Christ. Cause I, yeah. So it's like, if I breathe too deeply, then I'll cough. Um, earlier, like I was stretching and like I moved, I could feel like my lungs, like it, it literally forced me to cough my stretching. So I still have that weirdness. Like I can tell that my lungs like went through some trauma this weekend, like they were inflamed and they're just recovering. So I'm, I'm sure like I'll be fine. This has happened to me one other time and I didn't go to the hospital then. I didn't even, I didn't even bother. Well, I'm glad that you didn't panic or freak out about it, so. No, 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 I didn't. And I'm glad I'm through it because I feel like at this point I'm just a nuisance to everyone else. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like when I watch Chicago Med and they have the regulars that come to the ER and they know everybody by, by first name. <laughs> I am going to get a new doctor, though. I love my doctor, but I'm, I'm moving on. You should go to mine. Oh, who's your doctor? It's he's a guy. F- though. He's a guy, though, right? Yeah, it would be, it would be kind of far, um, but I can ask around if you're looking for anyone. Yeah, I don't have any male doctors. I do my my rheumatologist, but that's it. For my for my primary care physician, I'd prefer a female. Is that weird? That's no. an interesting that that you know Thomas was like offended when I said that. He's like, "What do you mean you don't see males?" I said, "I don't see male doctors. Like that's intentional. I do not go to a male doctor." And he like got offended, and he's you know, and there's some people in my life that I know that won't see female doctors. And I find that to be strange. And look how sick you are. <laughs> anyway, I'm moving on to another one. And also, maybe we can talk about this tomorrow. I'd like to take a poll on if I should splurge on a, D- a DJ for our wedding. I'm still back and forth about it. Ooh. I think our listeners need to help us out with that. Should I splurge on a DJ? I'm considering like doing the food more like... Um, Bring uh, your own? No, definitely not bring your own. Like we will feed you and we'll feed you what I consider to be really good food, but it's not going to be a plated meal and it's not going to be, you know what I mean? Like we may bring in main dishes from like Michael's and then do the side dishes on our own because my family does really good like soul food side dishes. You know what I mean? Like our food is the shit. Get food trucks. I I was thinking about that, but you have to pay for that too. And I may be getting the liquor from like a food truck, like trying to get... Trying to bring in a uh, uh, bar, you know. Philip's dad is a DJ, DJ V Nice. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll have to ask him about that on Thursday. Yeah, that'll be fun. But it'll be an interesting to um, kind of poll everyone and see what they, you know, would you prefer like a really, I would prefer a really good party and the memory is the party, but you also had like your food was decent while you were there too. 
Okay. That's, yeah. we, can, we can do that tomorrow. Okay. Um, I also, I tagged, uh, I tagged Philip and Luke Evans in a post I put up on Friday and, um, oh, only, Jesus. only Philip responded. Uh, did he say anything? Did he tell you like, take it down? I would have been like, take no, that down. No, he didn't. He didn't. But, oh, Jesus. Um, I, hey, maybe I'll play matchmaker. Maybe I'll get Philip back on Luke Evans radar. Yeah, but he has a match. So unless he's trying to be a thruple, he just needs a friend. Danny should allow one night with Luke Evans. Uh, Luke Evans is, he's a fine piece of ass. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. All right, well, feel better. I'll text you later. Okay, bye. Bye.